Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. My guest today is Lynn Bowman, author of Brownies for Breakfast, a cookbook for diabetics and the people who love them. Wow. Welcome, Lynn. So happy to be with you. This is great. Thank you. We're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to touch on your book, but I want you first to tell me about Lynn. Who is Lynn? I have to start with, I'm a grandma. That's the thing that uh, I'm most passionate about now. Those are the letters behind my name Mm -hmm. that I want people to remember. Uh, Grandma, Uh, because like you, Jen, I mean, this is one we earn. Right. Yeah. You, it, it takes your whole life to earn this one. And, and, and it's a miracle. It's magical. It's the best. There's nothing better. So I, like so many of us, I mean, I was born in 1964. I, excuse me. I was in a way born in 1964, but I was born in 1946. So I'm boomer all the way. And then uh, graduated from high school in 64 when the whole world went up in flames in a way. So the whole idea of being a mother and a career woman have now been turned sort of upside down. Yeah. I, I was still old school where I didn't think about a career. I, I mean, the career I wanted was to be a wife and a mother and, and a homemaker. And to me, that was holy. That was the thing that I was going to be all about. And then life intervened. Mm. <laughs> As it has a way of doing, yeah, you know, yeah. So I had a marriage that, for reasons I don't know how much time we have in here to, to go into really. it. You can talk. But my my first husband was one of those men who came back from the Vietnam War and changed his clothes on the plane. He was a Marine 
who fought in the jungle. And he he changed his clothes and didn't look back because at that time we were protesting the war. It was an unpopular war. The country was very divided about it. And so when I married him, I didn't, I had only known him a few months. Uh, and he came from a nice family. He was a banker. He wore a three-piece suit. He was tall. He was good looking. He, you know, it really wanted a family and, and wanted to marry me. And, and so I said, yes. And the kids came quickly and I was thrilled because I'd been told that the chances of me having children was, were poor. I, I had endometriosis. And so as these children were being born and I was beginning life as a married person, he unraveled. He began to just unravel. And we now know so much more about mm -hmm. uh, PTSD. And I, I heard a term the other day that I thought that's really the, the term we need to use. There is a moral injury to people who have to fight in a war. Yeah. And we don't acknowledge that. These these folks are asked to do something on our behalf that is against everything they believe mm -hmm. and we believe, but we still ask them to do it. And so this moral injury results in a real internal struggle. And in his case, it was expressed by just losing it. He he. He just couldn't, he was drinking too much. He was doing crazy things. And then he became violent. And like a lot of women, uh, I had to make that decision. I fortunately made it sooner rather than later. And I ran away literally with my two year old, three year old and four year old. We got uh -huh. on a train and came to California where my sister had said, you know, I'll, I'll help. Uh, and we lived in her driveway in a trailer. Mm -hmm. So, and I tell that story because that was the beginning of my life as a single mother of three. Mm. And there was no support. There was no money. I had left everything behind. I got some clothes from my sister. And and like many of us, I over the years, I managed. I did fine. And when I think back on it, and I had so many girlfriends over the years who would say to me, how did you do this by yourself? If I knew how then, in the world did what you I do this? Now. And if my I answer then, was, in many ways, now. it's easier than having a relationship at the same time. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. To be queen and empress of your household. Only one person who has to be satisfied, really, that the rules are what they are. Yeah. And only one battle to be fought, which was parent to child. So it's it's been interesting, for sure. Yeah. All these years. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love talking with women who are in some phase of of this, because first of all, I want you to, I'm 75. Wow. I made it, dude. <laughs> I did it. And you can do it. Oh, you know? my goodness. And, and food played a big role for me. And, and I want to talk about that when you want to talk about that. Okay. But today, parents, moms, you are so challenged to do all the stuff, all the stuff. Take the kid to piano, to dance, to Mandarin, to martial arts, baseball. It's endless. Yeah. And it's it never really works that well. I mean, you can't be in your car driving, doing. You can't keep your house the way you want it. You can't do what you need to do at your job, whatever that is. It's too much for anybody. Yeah. It's just flat too much. Yeah. 
And most important, we can't take care of ourselves. And, and so, and I've, looking back, my kids are all in their forties now. And it's interesting to hear what they say about growing up with me and, and the things that they thought worked, you know, and the things that they thought didn't work. Yeah. And sometimes that comes as a surprise. Um, one of the things that they look back on with some pride and some joy was that we always ate dinner together. Almost always. We sat down at the table. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of religion for me. That was one thing. Another thing, I got my nails done. I got my hair done. I, and I, I was working in a field where I had an excuse. You, you couldn't show up looking like the cat dragged you in. You had to look. And at, at that time, you couldn't even tell people you had kids because they would not believe you were a serious professional. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I was in the advertising business. I'd had my first full-time job in the advertising industry in an agency in 1966, mm. ancient history. Um, and so that was how I continued some form of that was how I continued to make my living. And when the kids were little, I was a freelance copywriter which allowed me to be with them when, when I had to be. And, and I would put them to bed and myself at eight o'clock at night. Uh, they all knew that there was no arguing, no discussion, no nothing. We were going to bed. That was that. And I would sleep until about two. Then I would get up and do my work. And then I would get them up about seven. And then I would deliver my, whatever I had, my papers, my jobs yeah. that I had to deliver. So that's how I did it when they were quite small. Mm -hmm. Um, And was I telling anybody about that? No. (laughs) Did I tell them that I was just up all night doing it? No. You You couldn't. So I didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was definitely different back then. But you, you... You, you strive through it and um, fortunately you you have the skills to, to write and the mindset because sometimes we have the skill and our mind can't clear enough for us to perform so mindset yeah. is everything yeah. it's so important and the older I get the more I understand Jen that it's how you frame it what, yeah. you know what you think about it it's what you're telling yourself all the time. And what I now understand too is that that's a chemical process. Mm. Literally, what your brain is telling your body gets translated through chemicals. Mm. And if your brain is saying, oh my gosh, we're in trouble, this mm-hmm. is desperate, that becomes cortisol. That becomes a chemical yeah, that yeah. prevents you from functioning the way you want to function. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I appreciate you sharing your story. And I always like to hear the stories, you know, and because our stories are very similar. We as women, moms, single moms, yes. um, just, just the details that are different, right? That's what Les Brown says. So I always want to hear the stories. I'm going to talk, switch a little bit and talk about your book. Um, what was the motivation behind writing that book? It was several things, Jen. Uh, my mother had passed away when I was 18 mm. from a chronic disease that couldn't be helped, kidney disease. And that colors your whole life, the whole rest of your life yeah. that's with you. And I meant losing everything. My house, my dog, my family, it was all 
gone mm-hmm. because of her death. So when my children were born, I was determined that I was going to do whatever I had to do to stay on my feet, to stay alive, to stay with them. I knew pretty soon after the marriage was in trouble that I was going to be their chief defender and protector. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to let those kids go. I wasn't going to fail them. I was just determined. Yeah. And as many of us, I, I know that a lot of you listening have had these same feelings. And then um, as time went on and I discovered, I found out that I was a type two diabetic and I realized that I needed to get religion about that. I needed Mm -hmm. to do whatever I had to do to keep that disease from making me sick. And um, as many of you might know, diabetes doesn't necessarily have any uh, symptoms. You don't know you have it. It's a thing. It's just a thing in your blood. It's Mm -hmm. a test that you take to find out that you have this and it can't always be totally prevented, but it can largely be prevented and it can be reversed by food and exercise. So I started doing reading, asking everyone what I needed to do to stay well. And there was really not good information out there. It was kind of spotty and contradictory and so I found my way through it and managed and you know stayed in pretty good shape and and then as I grew older and the kids grew up I had time to look into it closer and understand it more and I realized that there was really nothing out there for people I wish someone had just been able to hand me a book and say here this is what you do you know and not bother with all the cellular this and that you know just tell me what to do tell me what to eat tell me what not to eat tell me how this works and so I started work on it and I had been very careful about sugar. For example, y'all know that, you know, the typical advice is keep your carbs low, try and lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing that, but exactly how that really works is a different story. So I started work on this book and got it about halfway done. <sighs> Writing a book is hard work. <laughs> It's very hard work. And I wanted it to be a welcoming and fun kind of book. I didn't want it to be grim and medical. You know, I wanted it to be something that people enjoyed having and reading and using. And I worked with a designer friend of mine, Elise Huffman, did a great job, I think, on making it look beautiful and inviting. But about halfway through, I went to a convention of doctors. And for five days, I listened to PowerPoint presentations about diabetes and and all this stuff. And I learned something that completely changed the way I think about it and that changed the way I finished the book. And that was that, yes, carbohydrates are part of the story, but a bigger part of the story are fats and particularly animal fats. And what happens is these fats prevent you from taking up the glucose, the sugar into your muscles. It's these fats that are in the way, um, primarily animal fats. And so I came home and I was like, oh gosh, I have to really rethink a lot of these recipes and think about what I'm doing. But I decided to experiment with myself. And for six months, I went completely vegan to see what would happen. And for those of you who know, a hemoglobin 
A1C test is a test of what your blood glucose does over time. And everybody out there hearing me, please, if you're 40 or more, get this test. If you haven't done it, if you see your doc, make sure you get this test. It's very important for the rest of your life to know what this number is. And so I went back after six months of being a vegan. I mean, not one bite of animal anything for six months. And and the my hemoglobin A1C had dropped by three points. Wow. So, uh, and my, my doctor said, Lynn, this just doesn't happen in people your age. It just doesn't happen. Well, it just did. Um, here I am. Um, so, and then at the same time, I got a call from my youngest daughter and Jen, we were talking about her before the show. She's just had a baby, but she's a, um, a nurse practitioner. And she said, Ma, I just checked a guy in to the hospital today and he's a vet and he's about your age. And he was there to have his legs amputated because he is a a diabetic out of control and she said so i sat with him and talked with him and and he reached out to me and i said yeah my my mom is writing this book and it's for diabetics uh it's called brownies for breakfast and it's how you can eat yummy food and and still you know make yourself well as a diabetic and she said he got tears in his eyes and he reached out to me and said please ask your mom to finish that book i needed that book and i didn't have that book Mm -hmm. so i i felt an obligation to him and to any other people out there who can be spared a lot of grief and pain yeah by just knowing how to eat yeah and here's the here's the answer it's simple it's not complicated and it's the same prescription for heart disease, for losing weight, for almost anything that you can think of, just ordinary. If you eat a whole food, plant-based diet, mm-hmm. you're going to solve a lot of your problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What is that? What's a whole food, plant-based diet? Mm-hmm. It is just what it sounds like. Eat real food, whole food, yeah, and not processed food. Uh, and uh, my book has brownies and cakes and muffins and pies and all kinds of comfort food in it macaroni and cheese and coleslaw and food that that is familiar basically american food that you might have thought was not a healthy food to eat but it's all about making it with good ingredients Mm -hmm. no sugar no processed flour no no wheat flour and uh, it's easy and it's yummy yeah Mm -hmm. and you can do it okay i'm I'm gonna have to get that book now you're tempting me (laughs) well we all need to eat well yeah everybody we need to do better yeah and i know what you moms are doing because you're driving through it's everybody Mm -hmm. is taking out and driving through and you really cannot be healthy your kids cannot be as healthy as you want them to be if you're eating drive-through instant convenience food if you're grabbing that grab-and-go food you go into Safeway and they've got it all right there by the cash register and you can just grab it that's not healthy food it's just not yeah yeah all right thank you for sharing that and um, we'll put a a link to your book because you have a website right thank you yeah we'll put a Thank you. And I love hearing from people who use the recipes mm-hmm. and hearing how they do. And my, my website is lynnbowman.com. Okay. All right. Uh, so I invite you to come on and, and sign up on my mailing list. And I don't mail a lot of stuff out, uh, but I do send new recipes or ideas with the old recipes. It's all simple, mm-hmm. easy stuff. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. What is Lynn grateful for today? Oh, my gosh. I'm grateful for you. 
<laughs> Thank you. I am so grateful for podcasting mm-hmm. that I I get to meet people like you. I would never have met you. Mm-hmm. We're thousands of miles away or hundreds anyway apart. And we live in very different circles. And I am meeting the most wonderful, good-hearted people who are trying to help people be healthier. Yeah. What could be better? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm very grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Me too. All right. Okay. So I have a question for you. And yes, this, ma'am. This question... <laughs> This question I have to look up because I just thought about it and I'm thinking it's perfect for you. People often say, if I knew then what I know now, finish that sentence for me. I would have said no way more often. Ah, okay. I like that. Okay. Thank you. And you battled through as a solo mom at one point and I know it was a while ago, but give one piece of advice to a solo mom today divorced, single, widowed mom, raising her children alone. The most important thing I think you do as a parent is to set an example. Always be that person that you would be proud to have your children be. Show them who you are in the best possible way. That's the best thing you can do to teach them, I think. Yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. I, you know, I'm going to say, I don't I don't know. I think you're lying about your age, but I know I know you're not a liar. So <laughs> you look so amazing. Well, no, yeah, I have been a liar at times because <laughs> like any single mom, there there's times when you have to kind of weasel your way into things. You, <laughs> you don't always tell the total truth about stuff when you've got three little ones and one of them isn't potty trained. And you say, oh, yes, she is. No, no, she's fine. When you're trying to get into daycare, right? Mm-hmm. And then they call you up and, and they say, well, she's been having, I, I just say, oh, she's just trying to adjust to daycare. I'm sure she'll be fine. Come on, I lie. We all lie. But you can you can look me up. I am 75 for oh, sure. Oh, my goodness. But it's, I, I want all all of us to be healthy and mean as a snake when we're 75. I want all of us to still be dancing and singing and carrying our kids around and chasing our pets. And uh, that's what I want for everyone. Yes. Thank you, Lynn Bowman, for coming and talking to me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jack. Sure. It's been so great to meet you. Absolutely. Uh, anything else? Like- oh, I, you know, there's so much more. <laughs> I, I look forward to the day when we can sit in a room, when we can have groups together. Mm-hmm. With previous books, I would travel and meet people and talk at women's expos. And I, I miss that. Yeah. I miss the in-person, reaching out to people, hearing their stories and sharing my own uh, with them. Yes. You know, as women, and the the older we get, yeah, I got stories, girls. (laughs) You know, I definitely have stories. I got lots of them. (laughs) Um, and and I love sharing them, but there just isn't time on a on a quick podcast. So I hope we think of this as an introduction, mm-hmm. and I'll come back anytime. Anytime, that will be amazing. And, and we will talk more specifics if you want. But okay. I want you all eating well and feeding your kids good stuff please all right thank you yes you should come back and we can delve into some more things thank you i'd love to absolutely hello solo moms as a solo mom of three adult sons i understand the challenges you face on a daily basis as a mentor my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life 
to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemary.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't parent in silence so take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.